0: Okay, welcome to Half-Blind Hacklers, episode 28. Today, we are going to talk about lies. Prominent lies in society. Lies like systemic racism and institutional racism exist. Like white privilege exists. Male privilege exists. That conservatives... Are, and the right-wing is instinctively racist, and that probably one of the biggest lies is that fascism and Nazism is a right-wing group. So, let's begin. <clears throat> let's talk about this, this myth and this lie of systemic racism. Of course, systemic racism is the idea That the system, not just individuals, but the system as a whole is not just a systemic, but it is institutionally racist in politics, in the justice system, in corporations, in healthcare, across the entire system, everything is racist, and it is for pushing up and promoting the white man and pushing down the colored folk. Now, while I'm not denying that that would have existed in a time like the 1920s, the 1930s, and even up until the 1960s, right before the civil, liber- civil rights marches of MLK in the 1960s, however, trying to argue that systemic racism and institutional racism exists today is exceptionally difficult. I'll explain why. Systemic racism, as they try and explain it, they, they try and say, oh, blacks are more likely to be gunned down by police. They're more likely to be arrested. They're more likely to go to jail. They're, they're less likely, they're, they, they don't get paid as much. They don't live as long. And try and cite these as examples of systemic or institutional racism. Now, these all things, they these things exist. But... Correlation does not equal causality. The idea that the police and justice system is systemically racist because more blacks are arrested and more blacks are shot per capita by cops than whites is not proof of systemic racism. Because why otherwise the cops would be systemically and institutionally sexist because men are arrested and put in jail, I think I think it's 90% compared to 10%. Nobody, of course, would admit that the system is inherently sexist because men are arrested more, because, of course, men commit more violent crimes. And such is actually the case for blacks as well. Blacks commit a larger segment of murder and violent crime than their population would admit. In the United States... They take up about 13% of the population. But they make up more than 50% of all the murders and 50% of all the violent crimes. You would not... It's, it's very difficult to try and see how that's systemically racist. When accounting for that they make less than whites, there, there is a point of privilege that blacks do not have and that more whites have and that is two-parent privilege. In the black community, the single motherhood rate to the single parent rate is higher than 70%. When you look at all the available data and all the available studies, you can tell that there is a significant connection between single parents and increase in criminality, drug abuse, homelessness, and unemployment. I'm not saying that the be-all, end-all, that if you are raised by a single mother, then that's all you have, and that you cannot have elevated above your station, but it is a significant determinant of success in society. It is also a significant determinant of violent tendencies. When they looked into the past 30 years of mass shooters, most of them were raised by single parents. A lot of them single mothers because the father's were either in jail or out of the picture. Having two parents of different genders is preferable. The studies show that. It is, there is a significant connection between having both parents and succeeding in society. There is also a significant correlation, and I think a causal nature, between finishing high school, getting married and having a consistent full-time job, and succeeding in being in the middle class. All factors of success are linked. A lot of them are linked with those three things. That's, of course, connected to the next point that I have of white privilege. It's actually kind of a racist statement to assume white privilege. Because... You can't be privileged based on your race. Because that would assume that by the inherent nature of your race, then you have an inherent advantage. There are certainly whites that have an advantage, while there are certainly blacks that have an advantage. It's more to do with the culture that you grew up in and what your parents have granted to you than the color of your skin. If you are a child that is being raised by, say, a black lawyer, you would have far more privilege and far more abilities to succeed in life than, say, a kid who's being raised in a trailer community in Kentucky with a pair with parents who work part time as a cashier. That's class privilege, but it is not racial privilege. Because there's very, there's no connection between what race you are and your ability to succeed. Okay. So, the next one, male privilege. Yeah. The, the prominent source that people try and cite when claiming that male privilege exists is the wage gap ideal. And the wage gap ideal is based on this grandiose study which took every all fields of work every part-time, full-time, overtime and from all age groups and lumped them all together and said, this is how much men make on average and this is how much women make on average. What kind of a comparison is that? especially because women tend to work less, especially when they're raising their family. Like, I certainly make more than my wife because my wife doesn't work. My wife stays home and raises our kids. And I honor for her for that. I respect her for that. It's not due to my male privilege that I make more than she does. It is because I am doing my duty as a father and as a husband to work and provide for my family And she is doing her duty, as a wife and as a mother, to take care of our children. That has nothing to do with male privilege. And when you look and say, these people work the same hours, they work the same job, actually women on average make more than men. Women are more likely to graduate from college and university, and they're more likely to get hired. If they have the same credentials. Male privilege does not exist. It is nonsense to think that male privilege would exist. Next one we're going to talk about is that conservatives and conservatism and right-wing right-wingers are inherently racist and have been since their inception. It's probably one of the most nonsensical propositions of the 20th and 21st century. When you look back on history, the Democrats, the left-wing party, were always the racists. Some, some people used to say that the terrorist wing of the Democratic Party was the KKK. Right now, the terrorist wing... Of the democrat party's antifa and black lives matter but back then and it continued until the 60s after the supposed what was it the swap which only one senator or member of congress swapped over the parties did not switch that is a nonsensical proposition Conservatives are not racists. Modern conservative, the Republican Party, was founded as an anti-slavery party run by Abraham Lincoln. In, In history, one of the most conservative documents that grew was the American Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. These documents were all about individual liberty and equality of opportunity because the land was free. Now, of course, they, they distanced themselves. They, they wrote the document, and the document was well-written, but in practicality, they didn't operate it very well for a very, very long time. And it, it became a huge problem amongst the, um, um, in the states to deal with racism. Racism was kind of a universality, a universal problem, until about the 1960s. But the party that was pushing for more racism, for more segregation, was always the Democrats. Right now, of course, the Democrats try and claim themselves as the party of blacks. That for blacks to vote for conservatives, or to vote for Trump, or to vote for the Canadian Conservative Party of Harper, or now O'Toole, was racist. But there's no data to show that. There's no actual data to show that Trump is a racist. This is, of course, another lie in modern society. There's no data to show that Trump is a racist. When they try and point to, oh, he said this about this, this group of people. Was he talking about them as a race? Or was he talking about them as a matter of their culture? As a matter of their society? As a matter of the gangs or the societal groups which they were part of? When he called a certain group of people animals, he was referring exactly to the MS-13 street gang which does drive by shootings on children for initiation rituals. You would be right by any logical constraint to call those people monsters. I don't have any constraints calling them monsters because it's simply a point of fact. But trying to accuse conservatives are racist just by virtue of being right wing or conservative is nonsense. Individuals can be racist. As a whole, society and conservatism is certainly not racist. And the final lie, which we're going to address in more detail, because I've been having a bit of a side argument with the blind one, about the nature of fascism. And I think we might have a weekly disagreement on this, but as far as as the political spectrum is concerned, a lot of people try and say that fascism, or Nazism, is right-wing. The blind one just cited a couple, about 30, 40 minutes ago, he said, fascism is right-wing, it's just a fact. <laughs> and I'm like, Haha, we'll go over that. So, fascism, the ideal of fascism, the definition of fascism, fascism is a political philosophy, movement, or regime such of that of the f fa- fascisti, that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. So, that would be the definition of fascism. Now, how I and many others see the political spectrum would be the left would be taking power from the individual and giving it to the state. And the political right would be taking power from the state and giving it to the individual. With the far left being communism, fascism, socialism, and the far right being libertarianism, and at the far very far end would be anarchy. Of course, this would make sense in that sort of dichotomy. And you see various groups align along that spectrum with fascists, um, Islamic and historical theocracies, uh, progressivism, social engineering, and then as you go to the right you see constitutional conservatives, constitutional republicans, uh, some modern forms of democracy, civil libertarians, classical liberals, and of course libertarians and anarchists. And, of course, I myself line amongst the libertarian, and conservatives. I am a social conservative, but I am a social conservative for myself. I want the government to be outside of the role of trying to control what people do, as long as those actions do not harm life, liberty, and property. And I think that makes sense by any rational standard. Now, when you're talking about fascism, when you're talking about fascism, you, you go back and there's, of course, two prominent uh, examples of fascism, as they, they called themselves. So fascism, of course, the two primary examples were fascism in Italy under the dictator Benicio, Benito Mussolini and fascism in Germany under the dictatorship of Adolf Hitler in the form of Nazism. And, of course, Nazism... As everybody, almost everybody knows, Nazism was a short shortened form of National Socialism. And, of course, that should be an important take. So Benito Mussolini outlined three pis- principles of a fascist philosophy. Everything in the state, the government is supreme and the country is all-encompassing, en- all and all within it must conform to the ruling body, often a dictator. Hmm. That sounds pretty similar to communism, doesn't it? nothing outside of the state. The country must grow, and the implied goal of any fascist nation is to rule the world and have every human submit to the government. Hmm. And there is nothing against the state, so any type of questioning the government is not to be tolerated. If you do not see things the way that the state does, you are wrong. If you do not agree with the government, you cannot be allowed to live and taint the minds of the good citizens. Hence why, of course, in both fascism and Nazism, if you disagreed with the with the dictatorship style or the dictator dictatorial decisions of the state, you were taken away. I'm in the process of reading the Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn, and in the first in the very first chapter, he lists all the different ways in which people are arrested by the state. and when people are arrested, everybody just kind of acknowledges that it's something normal because they assume that other people are guilty. Until, of course, the government comes for them, and then they're like, why are they coming for me? Why would they come for me? And eventually, they did come for Alexander Solzhenitsyn in his book. But they also did the same thing. In, in Nazism, they had the brown coats, They had the SS. They had the secret state police, where they would come for you, and they would arrest you for disagreeing, for publicly opposing the actions of the state for actions against the nazi government for actions against the regime the the socialism of marx and the socialism of the communism of stalin and lenin it mobilized and it grouped people together on the basis of class Fascism mobilized and grouped people together by appealing to their national identity, and their race, as well as their class. Fascists, fascists, by any rational standard, are socialists, but with a national identity. Of course, German fascists in the 1930s were called Nazis, which is a contraction of the term National Socialist. Fascism was formed by somebody who was basically unheard of. It was somebody by the name of Giovanni Gentile. He was one of the most influential philosophers in the first half of the 20th century. He believed that there were two diametrically opposed types of democracy. One is liberal democracy, such as that in the United States, which Gentile dismissed as too individualistic, who centered on liberty and personal rights, and therefore selfish. The other, the one Gentile recommends, is true democracy, in which individuals strongly, willingly, subordinate themselves, and sometimes by force, to the state. Like someone that he had a lot of ideals in common with, Karl Marx, he wanted to create a community that resembles the family. A community where we're all in this together, where we all combine together and work together towards utopia. And of course, if you fail to understand the notion of human nature and human sin, it's easy to understand the attraction. Indeed, it actually remains a common rhetorical theme of the left. A lot of prominent Democrats and a lot of prominent Liberals up in Canada, they they liken the nation, the nation the state, to an extended family where through the government people all take care of each other. The slogan of the 2012 Democratic Convention was, the government is the only thing we all belong to. Hmm. That's interesting isn't it? Whereas fat Benito Mussolini, when he was paraphrasing paraphrasing Gentile, he said that all is in the state and nothing human exists or has value outside of the state. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? Especially if you consider by comparison, when people try and say that fascism is a right-wing ideology. What does right-wing support today? What does the modern conservative party look like? What does the modern libertarian party look like? Libertarians are of course known as one of the most far right fringe groups by leftists and liberals, but they want nothing to do with the state. They want the government to butt out of almost everything. They want privatized health care. They want personal freedoms like freedom of speech, freedom to hold, to bear arms, they want f- choice in education, choice in healthcare. They want choice in what religion you can choose. There's a lot of these things, and when you compare actually the policies of fascists and Nazis to the modern left, you actually see a lot in common. You see that there is, they both support state controlled education, they both control support increased in government jobs and government power they support restriction of free speech as long as it goes against what the kind of will of the majority is and they support the ability of the state to take away children if they disagree with the doctrine and the philosophy of the majority you see that with christians and those who oppose homosexual or trans agendas these people are advocate for these children to be taken away i i it it baffles the mind of course well it baffles the mind in that people can believe that fascism is right-wing by solely connecting that fascism and German national socialists were quote unquote social conservative but were they fascism and nazism did not support any sort of social conservatism as we know it today they would not they didn't support a theocracy hitler wanted the the church to be subservient to the state and if you supported the ideals of the church over than the state then you were taken away the church was a tool for the Nazis. Anyways, I could go on and on and on, but that would be a long and blithering blathering bloody blah. But anyways, I digress. Um we've been we've been approached by a few people lately to have interviews. So, we are certainly open to the idea of having interviews. Um if you want to contact us feel free to send us a message on parlor um on facebook or on other social media platforms and we will address it or you can send us an email and uh tate or the blind one will receive it and if you want to have an interview our typically our streaming time or our filming time is tuesdays and thursdays at 7 30 and then after that we try and do some basic editing and move on from there. So if you're available in those time slots and would like an interview, please contact us. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube, we are on Parler, and we are on a bunch of different podcast sites. So feel free to follow, subscribe, and share the heck out of all these videos. Because the more support, the better. Uh, We know for a fact that YouTube is silencing our views and keeping our viewer count low. So that's unfortunately happening so the more support we have from independent sources the better and we're trying to look for alternatives to YouTube that have popularity unfortunately we haven't found any real ones aside from LBRY but LBRY is not super popular at the moment so and of course we are also on crowdfunding and you can find that link on our parlor accounts and on our Facebook so I hope everybody has a great night and